Welcome to Guess What? You're Wrong with your host, Big D. Enjoy the show! Okay, let's go ahead and uh, get things started here today. We are back for another fantabulous story time episode with LJ and Soso in the house. Hello. <laughs> I guess they sound they sound excited, don't they? Uh, today actually is going to be LJ's choice of a story, and he actually has. This story is actually going to be an original story that I've been uh, coming up with him for, what, a couple weeks now, right? Months. couple months? Yeah. Okay. Well, this... Uh, no, a year. A year. Well, this story has, it hasn't been in the works that long. I'm thinking a couple weeks, but this is a story that uh, isn't, like I said, it's an original story by me, Damon B., and it's called The Outcast. Are you ready? Willem was a young boy at 12 years old. Now, for the last two years, William has spent his time living alone in a small cabin in the woods, about two miles outside of the village. Now, at the age of 10 years old, Willem was forced to live in this cabin by those in the village. Now, at the age of 10 years old, William had no idea why. Why the people of the village started to call him names. Why they started to look at him differently and why they started to cross the street when they saw him coming. All Willem knew is that most of the villagers in town did not like him. And it was because of this that he was branded the outcast. From this point on, at the age of 10 years old, he was forced to live in that cabin. Now, the villagers didn't just force him to live in the middle of the woods on his own. They had gone out there previously and built this cabin for Willem. So now because of this, Willem had a place to live. Now, he had lived in his cabin now for two years. Now, every week, somebody from the village would bring him a basket of food and supplies that would last him throughout the week. Now, they couldn't shun him completely because his family still lived in the village. His parents, his little sister, and because of this, he wasn't completely shunned. Now, they just labeled him as the outcast and forced him to live in this cabin in the woods. Willem spent most of his days working around the cabin, clearing land, cutting down wood or trees, and making plans to eventually expand his cabin because Willem knew that in the future he would grow up and he wanted to have a family of his own. And he swore that when that day come, he would never, ever treat his family the way he had been treated in the village. Now, ever so often... A friend of Willem's, or somebody that looked at him lightly, would bring, be the one bringing him his supplies. And they'd bring him books or, or games or something to occupy his time while he was out there. Now, it was these visits from the food bearer that Willem looked forward most of all. Being an outcast was lonely. In Williams' mind, he had no idea why he was here. One day, James, a friend of Willem's, had been assigned to bring Willem his weekly food. And when James showed up, he told Willem all about the festivities that were being planned for the coming holidays. The town and the village were going to have a festival and all the neighboring towns from the countryside were going to be in attendance. 
and the festival was going to be grand. Immediately, Willem was jealous. Willem wanted to be a part of that community so bad. He wanted so much to be able to go and to mingle and enjoy the revelry with his friends and to, to, celebrate, to, to celebrate the holidays with his family. But it was forbidden. Because like I said, William was the outcast. Now one day, when Willem was sure that the preparations for the festivities were coming along, he thought to himself, what would it hurt to take a look, to just go and see, to observe, to see what's going on? He told himself that there could be no harm, as long as he wasn't seen by anybody in the village. So Willem spent the long trek two miles to the village thinking in his head of how excited he would be if he got to catch a glimpse of his parents or of his little sister or of anybody in his family. But he knew that a glimpse is all that he would get, if that. As Willem approached the village, he went so very, very quietly and so very, very carefully because he didn't want to be found out. He wanted to make sure that nobody around was going to see or hear him. He wanted to go get in, observe people, observe what was going on, and then to leave and get back to the cabin as quickly as possible. William found himself a spot in between some trees um, where he had a plain view of all the town. You could see people walking around and getting things ready for the festival. William started to get a little bit too confident, though, and he decided to get a little bit closer because he thought he may have seen his little sister. Willem snuck up behind a building and peeked around, and as Willem peeked around, somebody saw him, and some of the other villagers had seen him as well. Willem's heart sank. He knew that he was in trouble. Immediately, the villagers started to yell, and the town bell started to ring. Everybody ran in the middle of town where they told what they had seen. And now Willem, seeing this, took off running as fast as he could back to his cabin. He knew that the only safe place that he could be was in his cabin. He ran. He ran all the way back, two miles to his cabin, and when he got there, he busted in the door and made sure it was closed and locked behind him and laid in his bed. There, Willem started to cry. He was afraid. He had no idea what the villagers would do if they, were, if they would do anything at all or if they would say anything or if anything would happen, if anything would come of it. Willem thought to himself, maybe, maybe if I just go to sleep, when I get up in the morning, this will have all been a bad Bad nightmare. Maybe. And with that, Willem started to fade off into a deep, deep sleep. Willem was awoken abruptly by his cabin door being kicked in and at least two dozen villagers ramming into his cabin. They all had torches and pitchforks and axes and machetes and all kinds of farming implements that could actually be used as weapons. Willem was frightened. Willem cowered into the corner of his cabin, crying his sobs so harsh that his body convulsed. He was afraid. One of the villagers stepped forward, looked at Willem, yelled, and scolded him. You came to the village. You know it's forbidden. You are the cursed one. 
Willem cried and sobbed and begged, please, please, I just wanted to see people. I wanted to see my family, that's all. But the villagers didn't care. He was the outcast. And this was the last thing that Willem remembered, being grabbed up by these villagers and dragged, dragged toward the door of his cabin. Willem awoke what seemed like it must have been the next day because the light was coming in through the cabin door and through the windows. Everything seemed calm. Willem was confused. He told himself that this must have been a dream. It must have been all in my head. He stood up with uneasy legs and wobbled around and got his balance by leaning on the wall. He looked up to the ceiling and saw sunlight coming through a hole in the ceiling in the roof. It went all the way out. He wondered to himself, how did that get there? I can't remember a thing. I remember being dragged out, but I can't, I can't remember. The last thing I remember is oh, them trying to drag me to the door, but, but there, was, there was nobody else in the cabin anymore except for him. The door to the cabin was still wide open. Willem walked to that door. He looked out to the field in front of his cabin, and there... There lie the villagers, all 24 of them, dead, mutilated, torn apart. Willem stepped back into his cabin. He shrank into that corner that he felt so comfortable in, and he cried, and he cried, and he tried to remember anything that he could to tell him what had happened the night before, but his mind was blank. And as he looked up again at the hole in the ceiling, and as he sat there in the corner, trembling with fear and sobbing uncontrollably, he glanced up again, and, and with tears running down his face, he saw a glimmer. Something shiny was in that hole in the ceiling. Willem got himself to his feet and dragged a chair over beneath the hole and reached up as high as he could, and as he did, he pulled down something that was a little golden but had a, had a green hue to it, but it was very shiny when it hit the light. Willem had found a scale. Okay, that is the end of part one. What'd you guys think? You did. That was kind of short. Yeah. Well, that's just a short story. That's just part one. Yeah. It's gonna lead into. We'll do the next part. Don't forget about the fairy kiss. Okay, so <laughs> so so's got a a tale coming up here called the fairy kiss, but that'll be for next week. Um, but this one was, like I said, an original story. From my own brain for LJ. And as LJ said, it is part one. It was kind of a short story, but it will be on going. So let me know what you think. Let me know what you like. And until next time, love, peace, and... Chicken grease. Chicken grease, that's right. So-so. Love, peace, and what? Chicken And that's going to do it for the day. Thanks for hanging out with me and letting me bend your ear for a while. But before you go, don't forget. You're wrong. Later, Tanner. This concludes our broadcast day. Good night and God bless America.